Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last weekend at Midwest Believers Church there in Champaign. Folks were hungry. It's amazing how, I say it every week, but gosh, people are getting hungry and hungry for the coming of the Lord. So we're coming to you each week on the End of Days Update to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, uh, specifically at the signs uh, after the rapture, because we only have 60-some-odd signs of the second coming of the Lord. The rapture's signless. Second coming has so many signs. So we look at kind of what will happen right after the rapture, and there's a lot of people that go back and forth on the Ezekiel 38 war. Why do I say that we'll uh, depart before that? Because God intervenes for Israel and, and stops Russia. 82% of Russia has stopped. And this dispensation under grace, God doesn't intervene. He gave the authority to the church. So it's up to the church. The church is taken off of the earth, and it goes back to seven years of old covenant time, and God's able to intervene for Israel. It's pretty amazing. All this stuff that's happening is so that Jesus can present himself to his brethren just like Joseph did. So amazing. You're seeing the setup literally for all of that. We'll get into more of that as we get going, but let's first talk about uh, Hamas in Gaza has been literally doing incendiary balloons and then firing rockets four nights in a row. Israel has retaliated even each time, and even on one of the nights when Israel was retaliated with airstrikes, uh, the Palestinians were firing more rockets at the exact same time. So it's just ridiculous how they, they keep doing that. And that's with them getting the supplies they need. Israel allows them to get all the supplies they need. And what does uh, Hamas do? They start firing back at Israel. It looks like it's ratcheting up a little bit more. The Israeli Defense Forces said they're preparing for a lot more war. But there's a few other things that are happening right now that are seemingly a little bit bigger than that. I mean, that's horrible. Uh, but man, the, the, the next thing right now is Iran. So intriguing what's going on with Iran. You had Iran's uh, observational cameras get destroyed uh, just recently, it uh, conveniently got destroyed so that the International Atomic Energy Agency can't li literally view or, or basically check out what they're doing. And they, Iran said that we're not going to give you any access to data now. In other words, not only what was lost on those cameras, uh, the, the agency has no access to all this other data. So, so convenient for Iran to do that because you had a, a watchdog in America even come out this week saying that Iran is four weeks away from having a nuclear weapon. So now the atomic agency can't go look at the, the video. Uh, they won't give them access to that. And then Iran said they have their, there's no commitment for them to clarify about their nuclear material that they've already made, and they've made no commitment at all to even come forward on undeclared nuclear sites. So there's a lot of stuff in the in the making there, because why is that a big deal? Uh, Iran wants to annihilate Israel. They believe when they start World War III with Israel, it brings in their Messiah. So they're doing everything they can to do that. So uh, I, I really watch all that's happening around that. This is probably one of the bigger deals with Iran. Uh, Francis Emmanuel Macron contacted them last week. So he's gotten in touch with Iran about peace. He's gotten in touch with Baghdad two weeks ago about peace and continually gets in touch with Lebanon. So you got a lot of behind-the-scenes things happening with someone that could literally have the platform as the Antichrist. So you had, I forget, I forget this has happened in the last few weeks. You've got coins that keep getting unearthed in Israel uh, with the depiction of Jesus of Nazareth on the coins. So man, you start getting more and more cool signs like that along with all these other nations. So you have... Uh, you have Syria's Bashar Assad meeting with Putin this week to fill in some of the voids of the places that were left out in Syria. So you have all these other world leaders meeting along with Egypt's Assisi, meeting with uh, Prime Minister of Israel Bennett. They weren't really even talking about, uh, you'd think they'd be talking about the Palestinian situation, but really what they talked about is just overall peace with Israel. So it's interesting behind the scenes seeing the big players of the Ezekiel 38 war uh, work their way more into position. So that's what I look at when I see those things happening. I go, 
man, something's up. We're about to see it. And then you've got nature. This one's crazy. Over by the Dead Sea, at the area of the Dead Sea where Sodom and Gomorrah was, uh, you had water turn blood red. Now that started freaking everybody out. So you got all these other signs and you got natural signs. You had a, a huge a group of earthquakes off of the Canary Islands. So uh, uh, things like that that keep happening. And then the, the asteroids we talked about last week, you have NASA's thousandth asteroid that's fl flown by since they've been keeping up with it. They also named the one that's going to come by in 2029 as Wormwood. That's pretty amazing because the Bible says one asteroid is going to hit called Wormwood. It'll make a third of the waters radioactive. I said that in the Ukraine 25 years ago and everyone gasped. And I said, what's the deal? It was the word wormwood, it's the word Chernobyl. So we have all of this happening, showing us how close we are to the Ezekiel 38 war, showing us how close we are literally to the setup for the Battle of Armageddon. You had Japan having to literally get a destroyer and some airplane, reconnaissance airplanes, going after a Chinese submarine that was off the coast of Japan. And last week we talked about China doing those things that they did in the South China Sea, and then Taiwan's having to get its reconnaissance planes out and boats out. So in America, even sent a couple of ships up there. So you got crazy stuff happening with them. North Korea test fired a couple of ballistic missiles. So you have the players for the Battle of Armageddon coming on the scene even stronger. And that's seven years after the Ezekiel 38 war battle. So all the players for all of this for that seven-year period called the Tribulation are literally showing their true colors and showing what they're all about. So that's an exciting thing for us. Scary for the world, exciting for us. I heard someone say, well, I can't preach on end times because it's too scary. Uh, if you preach on end times correctly, it's not scary at all. Truth sets you free. Uh, it's scary for the world, but for the church, there is no bad news. So we're so blessed that, uh, thank you, Jesus, we get to depart. And I'm not worried about being in the tribulation. I'm, I'm glad that I get to leave. I'm not concerned about that. I'm just not supposed to be here because it's old covenant time. So let's go to the word, though. We have all this stuff happening all over the Middle East pointing to the coming of the Lord. So what's the scripture say? Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. After that, you've got the, uh, the, the, the Hebrew language restored because God said he would bring that back right before the coming of the Lord. So pretty amazing. You have that when you have the fertility of the land of Israel. You have the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Temple Mount Institute that's ready to have sacrifices. So all these guys are in position. You have Israel was ruled by two Benjamins last year that was prophesied. You've got water coming out of a rock in the side of Petra where there is no water because Israel's going to go there midway through the trib for safety. So you have all these signs. You've got fish showing up in the Dead Sea. You've got the ritual baths around the Temple Mount filling up with water. You had foxes on the Temple Mount. 172 different species of predatory birds started showing up in the land. I mean, that's just absolutely radical because after the Ezekiel 38 war, God calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up. And seven years later, at the Battle of Armageddon, he does the same thing again. So you have all these groups in position. You've got Russia in position, birds in position, foxes in position, uh, the parts of Syria in position with Russian bases all over. And now you've got Iran literally coming on the scene with the, the, the point away from uh, being having nuclear weapons. So, man, we're so close to seeing the coming of the Lord. Pretty amazing. But you have all these signs, and then you got six. Signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles a few years ago. Pretty remarkable to have them on those uh, dress rehearsal days. Passover, of course, what a picture of Calvary. Blood red moon, Tabernacles, what a picture of the second coming where he'll come back and tabernacle with men. So you have blood moons there, four in a row, and NASA called it a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel's made a nation. In 1492, at the Edict of Expulsion, when the Jews were kicked out of Spain, 
and God raised up Columbus to sail the ocean blue in 1492. And uh, America was found for a safe harbor for the Jews. So you have so much more. You, I don't even get into the Revelation 12 with the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet, a cluster of stars for a crown. Uh, how Jupiter was in her belly for 42 weeks, just like a baby's in a mother's womb. That happened on the exact same day that Israel was told they cannot police Jerusalem. So all this stuff uh, connected with things that happen in the skies, things that happen in the earth. Why? Jesus is about to come back. What do we do? Help our local church, help our local pastor. It's exciting. All these signs are because He loves you so much. He wants you strengthened. He wants you filled with joy. He wants you radiating joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. We have a lot to do in a short period of time. Uh, so there shouldn't be a mocking about end time preaching. There should be a rallying around the church to hustle to get more done in a short period of time. We're so privileged that soon we'll see Jesus face to face. Wow, He died for us. <laughs> God raised Him from the dead, and He's coming back. How cool we'll get to see that face. Colleen and I want to thank you for sending us. Thanks for praying for us. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, thank you for helping us get where we can't get. We're going to try to do everything we can to get this message out right here before Jesus comes. Have a blessed, awesome week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.